Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ah, uh, hello. It's me, Jack, the other half of Taskmaster the People's Podcast. Now, as you might have heard last week, I welcomed another little Bernhardt into the world. Uh, she's wonderful. She's called Zoe. She's the best. Uh, she poops and sleeps all the time. Uh, not all the time. Not at three in the morning. This is becoming long and rambling. I just meant to say she's great. Uh, I'll talk about her at length, I'm sure, on the podcast very soon. But we're having a great time getting to know each other. Lewin I will be back next week with a brand new episode but for this week's episode we're continuing our trip down memory lane with another collection of best of moments but before we do just a quick reminder that Lou's incredible new book What's That Lady Doing is out now it was out on the 17th of August and you can buy it right now so please please do and also other quick plug uh, my other podcast The Football Book Club is coming back next week on the 21st of of August. It's the show where we uh, review old football autobiographies. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Very silly. We've recorded about 20 episodes in advance of Zoe coming. So uh, so if you fancy some non-Taskmaster-based Jack Bernhardt podcasting fun, give it a listen. Why not? But for now, sit back and listen to Taskmaster, the People's Podcast, Best Of, Part 2. Okay, Jack, I'm ready for your hat statistics. Or should that be hatistics? It absolutely should. Yes. That was producer Ben. Producer Ben said we should do that. And he said he can't believe we talked about hat statistics so many times and didn't say, and you know, we dropped the ball there. I mean, it's worth saying that, first of all, that a couple of weeks ago, Ed, when he was on the podcast, he made fun of the stat section by saying, does wearing a hat help you on Taskmaster? Oh, oh. Oh, dear. Anyway, Ed. It's come true. Oh, no. Here's a question. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> it is from Devon, who says Hi there, Lou and Jack. Big fan. I see that Kyle is incorporating a hat into his Taskmaster look. Can we have some hat stats? Hatistics, as producer Ben would tell you. I don't think a contestant who has worn a costume with a hat slash headgear has ever won Taskmaster UK. I could be wrong. How many have worn headgear? Is there any consistency with where hat wearers end up in the rankings? Does having a hat as a prop help in any tasks? I think season 10 had the most hats with three out of five wearers. Uh, And she starts a list um, of the contestants who have worn hats. Uh, Here is her list. Bridget Christie, 
biggest hat i think daisy may cooper wore a crown lee mack wore a helmet almost never wore his hat during a task but did use it in the ice cube task johnny vegas flat cap katie wicks helmet mawan rizwan jamali maddox tim vine safari hat jessica Nappett, headband around the forehead and guz khan uh, and she also mentions that uh, Laura Daniels and Guy Montgomery also wore hats in their series. And of course, she won her series. So, oh. Well, from the English Taskmaster, I can tell you just from the names you've uh, given me of when worn hats. No, it doesn't help you. <laughs> I've saved you some oh. time. You saved me some time with some stats. I've got some good facts about this. I will say, uh, immediately, she is missing three headband slash hat wearers. Mm. Oh, you've done a bit of work yourself as well. Oh, you? I've done a little bit of work this okay. week. Do not worry. I've done some work. I thought I hadn't done some work in a while, so I thought I'd see who's wearing <laughs> a hat. Um, she has missed the first hat wearer. Do you know who the first hat wearer in the whole show was? What if it breeds no relevance at all? What if it's Lou. about like saying uh, people that have had more foods beginning with C? I have. I have to tell you, I don't like this attitude. I don't know where this attitude has come from. I don't enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the very concept that this has no relevance. Well, it's a bit like saying, a... "Oh, what sort of shoes were they wearing?" And then, and then, and, and, de- and look, and, you know, Lou. Now that you said that, someone is going to email in and say, "Does the shoes matter?" And I will have to look into it. Well, but we have to at least pretend it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make unless you can't see your hat's too big that you can't see. A wager, it doesn't make it. If you feel comfortable, you do your best day's work. That's all we can ask. Ed was right. You're right. Clearly, wearing a hat has nothing to do with how good you are at Taskmaster. Would you, would you still, because I've done the research into it, would you like to guess whether <laughs> you get more points wearing a hat or without a hat? <laughs> okay, I'll play along. Okay. Play along. I'll play along, and I think you get more points. I, I, I think it makes one percent different i don't know the percentage Mm. but it's if you wear a hat you get a points per task score of 3.06 without a hat it's 2.96 so that's quite a big proportion that's 0.1 of a of a point per like task comes from wearing a hat how do we Uh, know it was the flipping hat (laughs) (laughs) i can't just stand by i can't just stand by (laughs) And not challenge this utter nonsense. I'm not saying it was the hat. I'm saying the decision to wear a hat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the general attitude of hat wearers oh, maybe not affected by chippy, yeah. whether whether they wear a hat or not. Having a hat says something about your status, which means yes. you do well in do okay. better in Taskmaster. Can I just Google I'm, what sort of person wears a hat? because <laughs> I, I think i think you're onto something so across the series and this is what i will will say point one of a point per task is about equivalent to five points so about five points here or there you could gain from hat wearers that's what i'm saying I there, guess. there's a psychiatry website that says um, okay the act of donning a hat may be a self-expression and can reveal a lot about a person's character oh my god okay so what we're saying is I was right to look into this. Yeah, I think you have to be confident to wear a hat, and that's all. That's all I'll say. I would say if you look at the list of hat wearers, the fact that none of them came last is probably a good indication of, of like, if we're talking about people who don't do particularly well on Taskmaster, like it's not a great list of people, but I think, I think you're not you're not going to see Catherine Parkinson in a hat 
That's what I'd say. Do you think if Catherine Parkinson wore a hat midway through, she'd pick up some points? If we could go back in time and put a hat on Catherine Parkinson midway through the series, Mm. I wonder, maybe she'd have picked up a few extra points. That's what I'm trying to say, I suppose. Do I believe it myself? No. No. But if I think about it too hard, then all of this becomes pointless. So we're not thinking about it. Don't think about it, yeah. And all we're doing is thanking Devon for a great question. Oh, yeah, it's a lovely question, Devon. (laughs) Lovely question, Devon. No, thank you, Um, Devon. Basically, in the end, hats. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, uh, next podcast, let's both turn up wearing a hat and the podcast might... And see if it makes it better. Yeah. Okay. This week, I'm speaking to Owen. He's a student at the University of Salford. Salford and Manchester are different places. I found that out when I performed in Salford. They don't like to be called Manchester. I guess I don't like to be called Linda. Owen's made his own Taskmaster recreations and he's got his own Taskmaster podcast. Another one is called Absolute Casserole and I'll be making an absolute casserole of him if he doesn't stop doing his podcast. We'll be speaking to him about this and a lot more right now. Hello, Owen. Hello, Lou. Hello, Jack. Hi, Ah, Hi, Owen. You've got a lovely accent. Oh my God. Thank you very much. Thank you. Where would you say that's from? I would say it's a very soft Scouse accent. Shall we say that? I'll say I'll look into it and let you know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely to have you on. Although there's a slight elephant in the room. You've got your own Taskmaster podcast. Is this correct? That is correct. It is. Yeah, I know. Oh, Right. Couple of things, Owen. One, (laughs) never been asked on. And we've had you on here. Two, what do you think you're playing at? Well, I didn't, uh, do you know what? I didn't want to do this, but I'm, I'm actually going to pull up my Instagram DMs and see if I've actually messaged you. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> abort, 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 Lou. No, no, do, do. I've, I've, I've got to open. Luli time. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lou. <laughs> my name is Owen and I'm a student content creator from the UK I don't know why I put that in I currently uh, study yeah. broadcast journalism <laughs> at Union Media City I'm starting a podcast on Taskmaster and I've had some Taskmaster delete, delete. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even been read so it's not like uh, you've left me on read right. you know what I mean? that's, that's, that's better I yeah. think isn't it yeah that's better yeah okay so tell us about your podcast what's the worst thing about it well, obviously, the worst thing about it is uh, is obviously the the lack of Lou Sanders on it. That's that's a big yes. that's a big yes. Not on it. Whereas this one's almost got too much Lou Sanders, so you have to get the mix right. <laughs> you got to get a good balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I haven't had anyone from the UK series on yet. But you've had a load of New Zealand people. On load there. of New Zealand people on, like um, great. yeah, David Correos, uh, Laura Daniel, <gasps> Brindley Stent. Oh, I love her. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, love her. Yeah. And why do you like the New Zealand series? I mean, I do think it's brilliant, but why, why does it win a little place in your heart? I think it's just a bit rogue. It's sort of like like they've just got together and and made it themselves. It's like it's such like a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying you think the budgets might be a bit smaller well I, I, I say that but they've got a massive mansion that they the do house, it in. the house is huge it is, isn't it it's such a big house how did you get into taskmaster uh unbelievably it was watching season eight uh of taskmaster it was your it was your <gasps> season that made me my season yeah that made me fall in love with it you're, you're, you're... 
You're touching lives. You're changing lives, Lou. Well, not really my format. But, I mean, I was there. I guess I was there. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It That's was, nice. um, I was in Madrid for the 2019 Champions League final. And there was like probably about 65,000 Liverpool fans in this one park. And as, as, as I'm going out, I just see Ian Sterling come in. I'm like, that's Ian Sterling. Like, and I, ha- I just ah. went up to him. I was just like, Ian. <laughs> and we had a good chat. And then after I went home, I basically looked at everything that Ian Sterling was on and then saw he was on the show called Taskmaster and started watching it and just fell in love like instantly. First episode, I was there. I was hooked. That is such a circuitous way to to find out about Taskmaster. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a sort of vibe about you of very a lot of confidence. How old are you? In a good way. How how old do you think I am? I always like asking that. Well, I I don't know because I can. You look young, and I know you're at university, so I'm thinking 21, 22. But then you've got the confidence of sort of a middle aged salesman. So. And I mean that in a really good way, like a cool salesman. Yeah. But, but I wish I was as confident as you when I was your age. I, You are so dynamic. Like you've done all these things, like you're reaching out to people, you're really creative. Like I couldn't like get off the floor when I was you. I don't know. Well, it's amazing. Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of like lying on the floor as well. But when I, when I decide mm. not to be lazy, uh, yeah, just yeah. keeping myself interested with, with all these things. And, and yeah, 20 years old, 20 years old. 20 oh my god 20 years old the world at your feet so so did you also do your own version of taskmaster as well with your mates yeah i'm very very proud of this uh last year i made my own uh taskmaster it was it was originally started with my mum on like a um she was on like a christmas quiz with all her other mums and um we were cheating actually because i was on the other (laughs) side of the zoom telling her all the answers (laughs) outrageous yes is this is this been revealed for the first time on this podcast that you were cheating on that quiz so so i hope all the other mums aren't listening sorry like Lindsay, nicola (laughs) you've been robbed (laughs) everyone's thinking joanne i can't believe it i don't i I didn't realize you were this good i thought you were joanne i thought you were thick as two planks how do you know where the sea of tranquility is that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then one of the mums were doing like taskmaster bits and i was like oh i could do this with my my friends and then i went oh and i've got some like i can get some filming equipment from from uni and stuff like that my mate does like some filming course as well yeah oh, great. let's yeah. get them on board and we did three full episodes like it is on the show so like you would watch yeah. a taskmaster yeah. episode Amazing. we got together we filmed the tasks over about nine days uh, I didn't realise how much I had to actually do. So God knows how how much work Alex is putting in because I, I just did it for for three episodes. So it was eight so, tasks. So you nine were tasks. the assistant, and did you did you have a taskmaster? I did have a taskmaster, James West, who was. Um, I'm saying James West is is, is like a big celebrity. Yeah, yeah James he just lives around the corner yeah. from me. He, he James, he James West. West. <laughs> uh, yes, um, and he had the easiest job, just um, showing up on the day where we all got together and watched it back and he just classic west isn't it, it is do you know what i mean it is. Turns, turns up does the job moves on exactly yeah. That's what i wanted to be the taskmaster so bad um but then i feel like i give off more taskmaster assistant vibes well that's the i don't think you do actually oh, brilliant. but um jack what would you be uh taskmaster or oh, assistant I, I'm- 
obviously an assistant. Yeah, there's no I think, way I'm, I'm anything. Yeah, well, uh, don't don't say it like no, that. No, well, come on, you you do, you you smack of the assistant vibes. Um, smack of the assistant. <laughs> Subserviently agreeing with everything. <laughs> yes, yes. No, you no, you're right. You're right, Lou. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> You're part of a Facebook group for uh, fans of the show from around the world. Uh, yeah, it's called Taskmaster Alex Posting. And how many people are in that? Unbelievably, uh, at the moment, just under 22,000 people. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Crazy. That's too many. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> wow. I came off Facebook because of the Russians, of course. Didn't stop them, did it? <laughs> What gets discussed on the group? Moments that happen in the show. We discuss like each episode as as it comes on. People just send in their opinions, and we have a a good old Facebook group chat. And who's everyone's favourite? What's everyone? What's everyone doing? I try and plug my Taskmaster podcasts, and that's it. Yeah, middle aged salesman, get in there. I know. (laughs) Gotta go. dust off your aprons and pop on a bow tie because it's now time for the Ask Master Quiz. Owen, it's your time to face off against our very own Taskmaster Brainiac Jack Bernhardt. That's his name. But what will he score in the game? And can you win yourself a place in the Taskmaster People's Podcast Hall of Fame? Okay. Good rhymes. Thank you. Thank you. You've both got 30 seconds to answer as many questions as possible. First up, Owen, are you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Your time starts now. Is Daisy May Cooper's claim that wasps can recognise faces and landmarks true or false? False. What famous US monument did Katie Wicks attempt to recreate out of mashed potato? Uh, Mount Rushmore. In Series 9, what monarch does Joe Brand portray in the surprising entrance task? Henry VIII. What Taskmaster contestant was found to have been the spaghetti in the spaghetti in a grapefruit task? Uh, the one. There's one. Name any one of the three items that Rob Beckett hit with a cricket bat in the sped up, slowed down task. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a lemon, uh, some toilet roll. You did very well, Owen, but here are the ones you didn't get right. Daisy May Cooper's claim that wasps can recognise faces and landmarks is actually true. You had to name any one of the three items that Rob Beckett hit with a cricket bat in the sped up, slow down task. And you could have had peas, watermelon or a bag of flour. Now, Jackie, Jackie oh B, it's oh, time really for good. you. Oh, he's really Wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know some of the answers? No, not, not enough. Okay. In series four, which previous contestant of the show turned up for Joe Lycett's camouflage task? Al Murray. What colour chair must the contestant sit on in the secret tower in the sixth episode of series 12? The red chair. In series five, episode eight, where did Sally Phillips attempt to send a coconut? Fiji. In the bedtime story task in series six, Asim Chowdhury's story included a sandwich in a car. What was in the sandwich? A prawn. Well, we've done the maths on this. We've got the calculator out. We've put the calculator away. And Owen, you scored three points. Very respectful indeed. And Jack, you just pipped him to the post before. Yeah, Can't believe it. (laughs) I reign 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 supreme. supreme. 
No, fair play. I can't believe I lost it on a 50-50 question. It's amazing. <laughs> True or false. Uh, what, are, what are the chances? 50-50. Those are the chances. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough day at the office for you, Owen. It is. It is. Yeah. I've, got, I've got some good ones in there. I, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Just happy to be here. You've got age on your side. You've got that lovely accent. And, uh, you know, very strong teeth, it looks like. So it's not all, all it's, not, it's not all bad. Well, it's, it's not, not all, all bad, bad. Is it? Just my knowledge on wasps. I feel, I feel like I'm being slammed. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, hang on, Jack. Wait there, I'm just going to give Jack his compliments. Jack, you've got very strong hair, um, oh. a, can, a can-do attitude, and um, lovely little baby. That's true. Thank you. Do you know what, Jack? <laughs> I would love, I know this is like, and you're both very, very busy. But I would love, do you know how you do your like sheets and like facts? Imagine mm, you doing yeah. one on mine, on my show, man. It'd be so good. <laughs> are you, are you pushing no, just me? Like... <laughs> Am I being I'm just saying it, not, not on like on my podcast. I'm just like, if you watch my oh, show. Oh, I just, see. Okay. But obviously you can call both of you. Podcast, it would be amazing. Owen, I know you're from Salford. Now, did you come to my tour show in Salford Keys the other day? Right, the, th- the thing is, I go to uni in Salford and I don't really, I don't live out and I'm not in unis on right, Wednesdays. Right. right, okay, so you couldn't have, what is it, a bus 30 minutes or something? Probably a train and, train and then a tram, maybe 45 minutes. Oh, what, so you'll go for your education, but you won't go for your comedy education? I know. <laughs> right. I've been okay. stitched up there. <laughs> you're being stitched up by your own decisions is what you're being stitched up by. Owen. <laughs> well, it was lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh my god, an absolute pleasure. This has been amazing to meet both of you. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This week we have the lovely Joel Porter on the show. He's had his hands all over Taskmaster since the first series, and he's now the go-to Greg portrait painter. Yes, he's our very own, I can't think of a single painter. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody um, hell. David Hock. Ho- yeah. Oh, oh my God, we said the same one. one. Why would you say the same one? I don't know, That's but I've also focus. heard of Picasso. Um, okay, let's just get him on, shall we? Let's get him on. What about Tracy Emin, though? Excuse me. What about Tracy Emin <laughs> in the end? Uh, anyway, should we get on with it then? Let's get him in. Hello. Hi, John. Hello. 
Outside Taskmaster, you're a podcast producer for very successful shows like Dear Joe and Jerrica, as well as having produced the Horn section. So we need help. Do you have any tips to help our podcast take over Ed's? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. About that. Oh, I've been thinking about this. Yeah. I've got a, <laughs> oh a yeah. Oh yeah. I wondered why I was on this podcast. <laughs> um, well, uh, it's not easy, like getting up the charts. So, ways to get up bribery, that is, um, like mm. bribery. Get your all your listeners to tell f- at least five people to listen to their should to the we be podcast. sabotaging ed that's the question i suppose i want to get if you right, can sabotage yeah. that would be mm-hmm. great how would we do that so find ways to stop him putting some out sure. for a while because that will lower his chart position while he's doing that put out more of yours so do two or three Ooh, a week wow. and then that would definitely put you ahead Dude, that of those seems guys. Like quite a lot of work yeah we need to maim him and then we need yeah. to outsource our podcast or steal his recorder yeah maybe you don't mm, have to i like him. the maiming idea i think i think lou is onto something okay now. yeah what about sex appeal and sass do we need i don't think we need to know oh. more of that we've got we're, yeah we're... Is, is there a chance no, we can I just have too much that's one thing yeah yeah good question jack <laughs> I doubt it. Oh, I don't okay. think so. I think you should go. Should go. Should go as well, hard as you this can. This is about as hard as I can. And go, maybe. So. And maybe do like a poster campaign, yes. like bus sides of buses, okay. things yeah. like that. That would be okay. amazing. And I think that with we, that, you're done. Okay, so we just need to, to maim Ed Gamble and get a bus. Yes. We can yeah. recombine those two things actually. Oh yeah, maim yeah. him with the bus. Good idea. <laughs> And then, <laughs> you make how, yeah, true. exactly. Publicity. There's no such thing as bad publicity. And then to fund it, we steal one of your paintings and yep, then sell pictures. Yeah. Sell that. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Is there anyone that you've worked with that you'd like to see on the show? I'd like to see Diane Morgan on the show. I think. Oh, yes. god, yeah. Um, and I've worked on a series with Trevor Crook, who's this Australian comic uh-huh. who's kind of mad, but he is very funny. Well, he can go Very on the funny, Australian funny. series. Exactly. Yeah. I don't mean Maybe. that in a bad way. I don't mean keep to your own. I just mean they'll need people. <laughs> There's a smaller pool out there. Oh, he should definitely get on that. Yeah, it's a smaller pool, excuse the pun. Yeah. He was called Trevor Pool, wasn't he? Trevor Crook. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Closer. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> it's weird that we're not higher up the charts <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me we've got on the podcast someone else who's written a book which i've read and it's absolutely great it's Fern Brady. Fern Brady! Her Fern Brady is here. I can't believe it. Sing it with me. Me Fern Brady. Me, me Fern, Fern Brady, Brady. Me Fern Brady. Me Fern Brady. Hi, Fern. <laughs> Hello. Hello. See? You're in Ireland. Why not, I suppose? I'm in Cork. Well, yeah, Ooh. I'm just here for why not reasons. What have you done in Cork? Well, I actually haven't done very much yet. <laughs> it's a really lovely place to gig, though. I would recommend it. It was all Taskmaster fans. Oh, wow. Did you do the gig? I did too. Mm. Uh, but yeah. then obviously I was doing the material that I always do about euthanasia and things. And then I had to say to people, yeah, this is a bit different from Taskmaster. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first tour I've done since Taskmaster. And it's been mental. Like, So the first night of the tour, someone had sent 
full of me to the venue and they wanted me to sign it. And then the second night, someone brought a, like a woolen effigy of me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we know that person. They make a lot of woolen effigies yeah. of Taskmaster people. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh, this is just me that's inspired this. But then the guy at the, the tech was like, oh, no, she does this for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's a real humbling, humbling thing when you know she's made 600 woolen effigies. <laughs> I think you had a really big impact on the show. Yeah. Especially, well, with lots of people, but especially people that were identified either had uh, autism or you know loved ones with autism and I think they're really pleased to see you on there representing. I had an inkling that was going to happen before it went out because mm-hmm. if you look at Taskmaster's Reddit sub you can tell a lot of Taskmaster fans are autistic just from how intensely they love it and their the insane attention to detail so I remember being in the Taskmaster house and saying to Alex I think a lot of autistic people like this show and I kind of tentatively said to him, I'm autistic. You never know how that's going to go when you mention it to people because a lot of people know fuck all about it. And then when it came out, it was like so, so much more than I thought. There were people being like, oh, you move like me and you solve tasks the way I would have solved it. I started getting messages like every day. That's not an exaggeration from like parents of autistic people saying that I'm a lot like their kid and it's really cool for their kids to see it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was. It made me cry. It was lovely. But the whole program is set up so that if you're an autistic person on it, you benefit from it. And I Mm -hmm. think that's much better than me doing some dumb documentary where it's like, I'm going on a journey to look at my autism and then I like cry at 45 minutes or whatever. <laughs> I hate things like that. Whereas cause Taskmaster's unintentionally a showcase for autistic people to do well. Mm-hmm. I just think that's much better rather than constantly yeah. framing us as tragic. So you can see how much more comfortable I was from the first episode in studio to the last. The first mm-hmm. one I saw there was some people I don't my Twitter's heavily muted, but you still end up seeing stuff. Sure. Someone was like, why Why does she keep tugging her skirt down? And why did she wear a short skirt if she's going to tug on it and she's moving about? Mm. And it's like, nah, I'm autistic. I just can't sit still in my chair. I'll just move about yeah. a lot. Yeah. So people thought I was like uncomfortable or distressed or whatever, but it's just really hard to sit still. You're a little fidgety pops, aren't you? Yeah, very fidgety. And that's <laughs> not a bad thing. It just helps no, it's regulate lovely to, me. Lovely yeah. to see a young lady wiggling around. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was funny seeing uh, non-autistic people misread me, especially men. That's what mm. my book's about as well, because people are always repeating this. I think it's kind of a myth. It's so much harder to diagnose autistic women because we present differently. We don't present differently. People just see women through this whole other lens. Yeah. So people would see me as self-consciously tugging down my skirt, and I wasn't. I was just stemming yeah. on camera. Well, maybe it says more about them than you because also yeah, yeah. they thought if I was on there, I'd be nervous. So she must be nervous. It's like, piss off. She's just wiggling around. Let a girl wiggle. Yeah, What's yeah. And it just was really interesting to see because usually when I go on panel shows, you just get one chance to do well on a panel show and that's it. Yeah. And that was how I was in the first episode of Taskmaster. I'm quite uncertain. I'm not sure where to chip in. Whereas by the end, there was that lovely moment where um, 
John fucking picked out a black hand instead of his own hand in the hand task. <laughs> I've actually rewatched it so many times. And then we all just take the joke and all of us do different jokes about it. Oh, God, I love that so much. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favourite bits ever. But, yeah, you can see a real difference in how comfortable I was by the end. And that was why I was, I was crying so much on the final day, which John was really unnerved by. I think John thinks <laughs> I've got no emotions or something. Sure. Um, but yeah, like by the end, I just thought, oh, everything's going so smoothly and everyone was so, so happy. And then you have to finish and you don't get to do it again. It's really sad, actually. Were there any tasks or any time in Taskmaster where you thought being autistic was an advantage? Mm. Yeah, most mm. of the time. And I'm glad you're asking that, Lou, because I had a lot of people saying, oh, did you feel, when were the times you thought your autism put you at a disadvantage in the house. And I was like, let's stop thinking of this as a deficit-based yeah. thing yeah, yeah, yeah. or as a disorder. Because the things that I have trouble with, most people wouldn't even pick up on um, things like fluorescent lighting or the bloody Taskmaster party that I went to at Christmas. That was, that was a lot harder for me than anything yeah. to do with the Taskmaster house. You were off the gluten, weren't you? So it's nightmare catering-wise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, well, it's just so hard to concentrate on saying the perfect things to people at a party. So like Richard Herring arrived and I went, whoa, Richard, I don't remember you being tiny. And then... Um, yeah! <laughs> That is the perfect thing to say in that situation. He's he's forgiven. I just did his podcast and he forgives me. So like if you're an autistic at a party, I mean, this is just for, this is just me personally. There's lots and lots of different noises going on at once. You're having to hide the fact that you can't follow a group conversation. There's people keep touching you on the arm and people Mm. want to give you cuddles and you don't really want to cuddle them. So you're having to hide all of this. Obviously, when it comes to conversation, you're going to blurt stuff out. Yeah. yeah. And Lou yeah. has like personal experience of me doing this, which I also covered in the book. Cause, Pretty funny. Well, when I first met Lou, I was a big fan of her and I'd gone to see her stand up show like twice at the Fringe. Mm-hmm. And then I was, <laughs> and then I really wanted to compliment her and I was looking at her hands and I said, you have big hands. But it was because I'd noticed a pattern that all the female comedians had slightly bigger hands and I thought that was maybe why we were funny. <laughs> she left out the sort of, she left out the background stuff there and went, You've got big hands. And after a show after a show, you're really just looking for stuff about the show. Did you like the show? If someone's just picked out your hands, you're thinking Wow, they hated the show and me so much. The only positive thing they can say is, <laughs> big hands. What is it about Taskmaster that suits a person with ASD? It's weird because the profound pointlessness of it still feels like it has a point to it. Every day is routine. Sure, You come in and you do eight tasks. And every time you do the task, you also get a little break. You do a task, you get put back in your makeup room they give Mm -hmm. you snacks and tea then you get sent back out for another task and routine is really comforting to me so uh once i knew there was a routine it was it it was great they also told me just be yourself which uh, is almost always a lie from tv producers (laughs) (laughs) and i remember when i met the two andys they said 
oh, it's only nice people work on this show. And I thought, what a load of shit. <laughs> and then, like, Lou can confirm, I don't say sort of calculated things or schmooze with people. Yeah. The Taskmaster crew are the nicest people ever. And yeah. that helps a lot because if there's even one person that I feel thinks I'm a dick on a TV show, it makes me act a little bit less myself. But like, what what can people do in TV to sort of make sure that that is repeated? For example, people don't mean to do it, but like, like I turned up on a job and the makeup artist kept like touching me and touching me, uh, or people will turn up and just like hug and touch and kiss your face, and then sure. you, I always want to just scratch my arms and stuff. Like oh. Lou, if I see you, I would give you a hug because I've known you for years, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. sometimes it's people you've never met before trying to like hug you and kiss your face. And then obviously you don't want to scratch your arms or anything in front of them because that looks insane. When you tell people that you're autistic, that's not necessarily going to help if people have no knowledge of autism. If anything, that sure. might make them think, well, this is going to be a difficult person to work with. I'm not going to hire them on future jobs. But talking about it's really good. Like saying that is really good because as you were saying, it, I thought... I've got to be really mindful of this. I never want to make people feel uncomfortable. And I think everyone hearing it will be like, oh yeah, like don't don't just run in and, you know, like lift someone up if you don't know them. <laughs> <Yeah>. note, <laughs> note to self. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm constantly reminded because sometimes I think, well, maybe I talk about autism too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm constantly reminded that people don't know much about autism when I turn up to a job and someone like hugs and kisses me. You can you can tell I really f- care for someone when I hug them is the thing. I oh, hug Alex you. Horn. I hugged Andy Devonshire like he was a father Aww. at the Taskmaster party. <laughs> That's really nice. He's adorable. You know, you said you want to scratch when um yeah someone touches you. Uh, when I stroke my cats. They lick themselves in that area straight after to clean themselves. What do you make of that? Uh, there's a book. Um, one of my audience introduced me to this book. It's called All Cats Are Autistic. And it's true. Oh, oh wow. That, okay. is, that is great. That's, sco- that's exclusive right there. People seem to understand that you can't really touch a cat too much without it becoming overstimulated, mm-hmm. but the cat mm-hmm. will be affectionate to you on its own terms. Yeah. So if you just think of autistic people as cats... <laughs> uh, Is there an argument for you wearing a little pair of ears and a tail about your business? I feel like that's going to yeah. raise more questions. I feel like. yeah. We've got to ask one very important final question. Yes. Um, have you mastered snorting blowing a raspberry and whistling yet (laughs) (laughs) i actually um i played that game with my 80 year old father-in-law at christmas and it was a delight (laughs) he was he was drunk at the christmas dinner and he was really struggling through it and we were uh crying laughing so much that my boyfriend's (sighs) mum threw up at the table (laughs) that's so funny I like that. That is one of my favourite moments I'd say for your series. It's just so funny with just you absolutely losing it. It was, yeah, that was another moment where I was just like, I didn't know it was possible to laugh this much at work. (laughs) It was so good. Well, thanks for so much. Can I say it's a good interview? I think it's a great interview. What I'm saying. Oh, thank you so much. It's amazing to meet you, Jack. You were a constant 
vocal supporter of me throughout <laughs> of the series. Oh. Oh, thank you so much. I, I, I loved watching you. You're brilliant. Absolutely thanks, brilliant. Thanks. See you soon. Bye. Bye. What a show. The best of the best. The creme de la creme of the Taskmaster of the People's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And if you want to get in touch ahead of our return next week, you've got to send us a little message at fans at taskmaster.tv. I'm going to get back to cuddling my baby. Um, see you later. Bye. <laughs>